Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is entitled At Your Dawn. It's written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Hike. I'm your game master, and this is episode 12. Our recap will be given by David Gassaway as his character, Dr. Desmond Flores. So without any delay, any further delay, let's continue our journey in darkness. David. Well, Mr. Slakes, Mr. Jadek, the last couple of days have been more eventful than I could have foreseen. Uh, after being lied to thoroughly by the good people at Dawn Biozyme, uh, we engaged in our first significant guerrilla action. Uh, early in the morning, uh, the day before yesterday, we took ladders and entered the facility. Uh, we investigated both uh, the second warehouse, uh, lab P7, and discovered, in fact, a third secret lab. Um, Dr. Leach and I uh, found some paperwork in Dr. Friendly's office that was incriminating. We also found a secret tunnel from the P7 lab from which we took a sample of a milky pink fluid that they're considering to be some sort of um, serum, XD. Uh, and through the tunnel, we entered warehouse two, where doctors Mills and Evans had found a strange, substantial black rock in a pit surrounded by various technology. Um, the whole warehouse too smelled terrible. Uh, before we could determine much more, a klaxon sounded. Uh, Dr. Carlisle informed us that security had already departed, and the klaxon was to indicate the beginning of an experiment, uh, which resulted in, well, it resulted in a terrifying apparition, uh, and further, when Dr. Mills damaged one of the magnets that was used to contain the stone or entity in the pit. It escaped. It is, I believe, the Divine Mother herself, the font of all creation that was being held there and used. The pink milky fluid was being extracted from this being, uh, which is now gone. Uh, furthermore, we learned that it was the origin, or she was the origin of the tree stump-like creatures. Uh, apparently without its milk, they perish. So I think we can consider the escapee to be no longer a threat. Uh, we managed to make it back to the hotel. Uh, it took a little while to recover from the shock of what had occurred. Uh, and there were more surprises to come. Since then, we've learned that the uh, old English or medieval text that we have from Noel's apartment is from a book called De, De, De Vermis Mysterii, written uh, uh, nearly a thousand years ago by a mysterious figure called Ludwig Prien. Uh, and most recently, we have learned from a phone call from Detective Jackson that Noel's van has been found by a civilian. It's totaled, but not burned. She's not in it. Uh, and so we're headed out to Squamish County to find Noel and Jenny 
and see what happens uh, in the dark of the moon. Cool. Um, a couple of things that I, uh, I'll, I don't want to correct you, but I'll correct you. Uh, uh, it wasn't a van, it's just a car. And, uh, there was something else. No, I can't think of what it was. It's not important. Hmm. We know that, uh, that Finley was sending the fluid or serum to Toronto to a company called Rothmer's Home. Uh, we think since he and he's fled town since the place uh, blew up after the after the thing escaped. Right. It's a very dense episode. <laughs> um, so we think we might be going to to uh, investigate what's happening in Toronto once things here, if things here get resolved. Right. So I don't know if we want to say this is the evening or the next morning. Um. What's your move? What, what do you want to do next? We'll say it's the next morning. Uh, the Lieutenant uh, Paul Jackson is going to be heading out of town uh, uh, in, uh, at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. And he figures, he figures it'll only take him about 85 minutes to get to Lome which in your experience, he will obviously be speeding and uh, flashing his sirens just because he can. <laughs> um, uh, it'll take you a little while longer. Well, uh, I'll, sorry. sorry I'll go, right, because he, he's able to, to, to speed and he's able to use um, uh, his lights to get there faster, but we don't, I don't want him uncovering anything or messing with anything without us being there. So I think I might ride over there with him. Like I said that I would. Well, your yeah. other option would be that you could leave earlier. Yeah, that's, that's what, true. Well, I was thinking, uh, well, uh, we could cover both our bases, Margaret. You could uh, ride with him and the rest of us could go out early. That way, if something happens, we get lost. Be, uh, just listening to what he's saying. I mean, even though I'm sure most of it will be um, not terribly beneficial, who knows? He might know something that we don't. So yeah, he might not know what he knows, for that matter. Yeah. And um, uh, Loam, uh, the place you're heading for is the sheriff's office in Loam. Okay. And Loam is the the next town after Delilah. So you're going to pass Delilah, and then you'll come to Loam. And is is Loam on the way to Redoncion? Yes. Okay. It's uh, it's Delilah, then Loam, then Renuncion. Very good. And the the sheriff's office is in Loam. Well, the sheriff counters, sheriff covers that whole area. Oh, I know what it was. A, a Squamish County. A Samson is in Squamish County. The whole whole region is Squamish County. Hmm. Okay. Uh, since we're planning on staying out there till the dark of the moon, do we want to make a reservation and a bed and breakfast out there? That way we're not driving back in the middle of the night tired. That sounds good. Yeah. Good so, option. All right. We'll do that. And then... Uh, I didn't so know that, if I want to stay in Delilah. No, I don't want to stay in Delilah. That place is... Uh, no. No, that... Yeah. 
I don't think. Let's I see can. if we can find something in Loma Renuncian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see a walking scarecrow. <laughs> um, you can look in the phone book, mm-hmm. and you find that there is a motel in uh, Renuncian called Laverne's Laverne's Motel. Okay. Well, surely they've got a room, so. So, hopefully a few. Yeah. So we'll give them a call. If they got a room. I'll, I'll book a uh, book in. I'll give them the the company's card if we have it or the account number, whatever it was back then. Okay. Well, yeah, you've got your credit card for. Yeah. What you call it? Okay. Um. Right. Are you going? Uh, is that what you're going to do? Is one? Are one of you going to go with uh, the policeman and the other? Or is there going to go out there earlier? Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll go with the policeman. If you can tolerate his company for 85 minutes, I think it's a good plan. I think I'll think uh, I think I can manage it. Just try not to curse or take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> I'll try my best. Yeah. Well, in fact, uh, we'll assume that this is happening then. Uh, uh, before I say that, though, is there anything you guys want to do before you go? I should give. Um, does everybody does everybody have those papers that we copied? Yes. Yep. Got those. I, have, I think we should throw them away. Why? Think. Think. Well, think. Think about it. Look. Look at what we've what we've encountered so far. If if whatever those words, if they're helping us. Via that thing, I I don't think that we should mess with it. Electricity, explosion, oh. and electricity. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the spell. Right, right. I think it's. I think having read it helped me understand what they had trapped in the warehouse. I don't think it's anything to fear. I mean, it, I take that back. I think it's something to be to stand in awe of, but if it's going to make the difference between our surviving this escapade or not, I don't think it's you know if you think if you believe that it's evil in some way, I think you're confused and misguided. Uh, whatever I, whatever it is, I it doesn't belong here. It's more my concern that it could fall into the wrong hands. But as I said before we went to Dawn Biozyme, I don't think most people who ran across it would even try to read it or think it was anything other than gibberish. Well, they might They might try to read it out loud. Well, and if we're, if we're going to do anything with it, I would recommend we just lock it up somewhere. Yeah, we got, they should have hotel safes. We could lock it in or we could... Or leave it, leave it at in a, fi- a locked filing cabinet in Jadik's office. Yeah, we're also looking for Noelle, and we know she's memorized it. Yeah, we know she's not worried about using it. No, even to even for a bat, for laughs. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna although I don't sure. know that. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'll make sure the tranquilizer gun is in the case, cleaned up and ready to go. And Desmond, would you describe, did you feel twice as energetic? Could you, could you put a number on 
You're muted. It was more than twice. Um, it was, it's hard to quantify because it felt very natural. Um, okay. But thinking about just holding out a car battery in each hand and standing there for five minutes, that doesn't seem like an intimidating challenge. So it, it, yeah, it was it was a, a, an order of magnitude more powerful. I don't know that that would. I don't know that I could have leapt a tall building, or run faster than a speeding train, but again, it, and it's called an endurance chant. So that's I you know, I just had I had all the stamina, I could imagine having. I could not be I could not have been exhausted. Yeah, we might we might take that into account when we uh, if. We have to uh, use the tranquilizer. Take that into account when we make dosage. Yeah, and again, if we have to confront Noelle, if it is a matter of confrontation, if she has ill intent, I think she's misguided. I could be wrong. You know, she could be on a very profound path that we don't understand. But if it is a matter of confrontation, I think being able to match her in that regard might be significant. I think running would be the most significant. As we've seen, there are some things that doesn't pay to run from. Okay. All right. So, and I, you know, we'll put together in the back of the SUV the basic kit from our break-in: some gloves, the crowbar, you know, flashlights, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. M maybe some rope. Yeah, I like some rope. It's always a good idea, and we'll pick up a map of the. See if we can find a map, because uh, I assume we're going up into the mountains where way the Sasquatch Society described it, maybe like a topographical map or something like that. So, Yeah, you can get a, topical, a topographical map, and uh, you can get a, a sort of rudimentary map of the area when you get out there. Um, uh, but there seems to be only one or two major roads that go out there, and Right. Continue on into the Central Valley. Okay. Um, all that right. reminds me, we, uh, is Loam on the fault line if it's between Renuncion and Delilah? Uh, Loam all this, is... All this talk of where the fault line falls. Let's see. Uh, Loam is on the west side. Uh, renunciation, renuncia, renuncion is on the uh, the east side of the fault. Okay. Uh, Loam is also there are uh, there are minor faults too that uh, break off from the San Andreas. Uh, Loam is near one. Hmm. All right. Um, it's the. Uh, Sabadori Estriata fault that breaks off right right there. <clears throat> All right. All right. Let's ride. So, Margaret, uh, your experience is not very pleasant. Um, although um, the lieutenant tries to be somewhat charming, uh, he comes across as rather arrogant. He tries to show off his driving skills by going way too fast and uh, enjoying the siren way too much. And 
makes comments on the fact that people have to get the hell out of his way. And uh, he's got a thing. He, he's convinced that Noel Rand uh, is probably involved in some kind of cult, uh, uh, witchcraft or Satan worshiping or something. There was definitely stuff inside of her, her house that led him to believe that. And that, uh, that it would be a big, boon for him if he were to actually be able to you know stop some sort of child uh murdering cult or oh as would be a major boon great benefit to society oh yeah now he mentions a couple of things to you that along the way one is that uh he found a correlation between Noel Rand and Jenny Armbruster's bank records, that uh, money was coming out of uh, Armbruster's account and going into Noel's. Not large amounts, but um, unless you want to hazard a guess as to why, you could do an idea rule. If you pass it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what you think. But you can't just think for yourself. <laughs> yeah, just, 52 is a pass. Yeah. Well, if Ginny is in the condition that you guys think that she's in, she can't go out buying stuff like food and stuff for herself. So she's right. transferring money to Noel to take care of whatever her needs might be. <clears throat> The other thing that's even more interesting, uh, no, no, that's it. There was nothing else. I had two two points, but you already you already know they found your car. All right. All right. So at least it wasn't a total waste. We learned something. Yeah. Uh, the rest of you are driving, and you actually left quite a bit earlier. So you pull into the town of Loam. It's a it's a fairly decent sized little town. There's a couple of places to stay. There's a, a, a drug store and a grocery store. Uh, nothing big. Um, and you can see the sheriff's offices, you know, down the street at one side. Uh, but it's still fairly early. You expect the uh, others to be here, oh, probably in the next 15 minutes or so. Okay. Um, so like a little uh, diner where we get a cup of coffee and yeah. maybe try and listen to local gossip? Sure, yeah. There's there's a little place named Alice's that uh, nice. you go into. And uh, Alice uh, serves you coffee and, uh, I don't know, whatever you want for breakfast. Coffee's fine. Maybe a piece of toast. That's that's all I, all I need there, uh, Alice. Thank you. Like, sure thing, hon. Oh, it's good, it's good coffee. Good coffee. Um, so anything exciting happen out here? You know, we're, we're coming out. We're going to stay the night and all, you know. Uh, nothing much around here. Um, are you California folks? Or are you from uh, somewhere else? 
Uh, I'm from uh, down there at, uh, I teach at the University, University of California, so closer uh. to the coast and all. Thought I'd, thought I'd get away, come up here, and just see, see some, some beautiful parts of our great state. Well, Professor, you picked a rotten time with all this heat and, and earthquakes going on. Yeah, well, you know, those vacations uh, between the semesters, you, you don't get to pick when those occur, unfortunately. But you did pick a pretty part of the state. It is, it is. You got any, like, uh, silly, like, uh, little local legends or anything thing around here? You know, it's always interesting to to. What do you mean about like, that? Uh, I mean, uh, people, you know, this is what they call Bigfoot country. Oh, it is. Oh, surely. Yeah, well, most, most of the mountainous areas in California are called Bigfoot country. Yeah. yeah. You ever seen one? Nah. Nah. Oh. Yeah. 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 It seems more like a little, uh, a little, little nice little tell to tell people maybe bring it out here and all, but that, that'd be cool to find one, right? I don't know. It's something like, you know, even when you live in the woods, and we all kind of live in the woods, uh, you get a little nervous at night when you look out into the darkness and you never know what can be out there looking back at you. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Give me the, give me the creeps there, Alice. <laughs> I, once, uh, I once saw something. Uh, I had some noise out by my, my garbage. I walked out there and I showed him shine my flashlight and halfway up my hill there was uh, two little eyes staring at me and I oh. thought that it was maybe a no oh, you know a cat or a maybe a raccoon or something and I I made a noise and it 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 ran a little bit further up the hill and it stared at me and it did this a couple times and I knew right about where it was and I thought maybe it was a foot or two off the ground Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, those two eyes staring at me went. And then blinked out, and they were gone. And I don't have a goddamn clue what the hell that was. Oh, my goodness. Oh, when was that? Oh, my. Oh, years ago. Oh, years ago. Okay, yeah. It was yeah. probably a deer. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh. Oh, that, that is creepy. I'll tell you, it raised the hairs on the back of my neck. <laughs> Do you get coyotes up here? No, nah, not so much. It's a little dry for them. I mean, it's a little wet for them. They're more down in the in the, the desert area. But uh, I suppose sometimes they might get up here. Coyotes, uh, bobcats, um, occasional mountain lions I've heard of. Nobody ever sees those. Bear. Mm. <laughs> Mostly farms out in in the in the valleys, though. Yeah, cows and goats and things. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a hell of a story and all. Can I get anything else for you, hon? No, 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 no. I just we we just dropped in. We got we're waiting for a friend of ours to get here, and I, I thought, well, let's try the local coffee, and I'm glad I did. It's delicious. I will sure take your time. Mm -hmm. And uh, about that time, you see a police car uh, pull in. Its lights are turned. Its lights have finally turned off. And uh, he probably passed us 25 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, you see it pull up into the the parking lot of the sheriff's station 
just across the street. Siren's still going. <laughs> and uh, you see Margaret get out and uh, Lieutenant Paul Jackson get out as well. Is Margaret Ashen? <laughs> yeah. No, she looks maybe, she, she probably sees your car and realize, you guys kind of realize that she's a little irritated. All right. I'll leave, uh, leave a couple bucks on the counter for the uh, coffee and uh, get up. Have a nice day. Come back, come back sometime. We will. We will. Thank you. Mount Margaret, good to see you. <laughs> yes, I see that you made it in one piece. Yeah. As did you. Yeah. Yes, it's, uh, it's gl- I'm glad we all made it in one piece. <laughs> Look forward to hearing about your trip. Uh, Lieutenant Jackson, I'm Desmond Flores. Ah, you got here before me. How'd you manage that? Early birds. Uh, that's cheating. <laughs> well, let's go in and see what the sheriff has to say. Yeah. Thanks for allowing us to tag along. So he steps inside, and uh, uh, as you guys are going through the door, there's a receptionist behind the desk, uh, a, a lady. And uh, she's like, uh, Good morning, Lieutenant Jackson. And uh, he says, Good morning, Molly. He says, is the sheriff in yet? And she says, yeah, he's in the back. He says, so my friends and I are here uh, to talk about uh, uh, the car that was found in the ravine. She says, well, go on back. The sheriff's back there. So he sort of motions for you guys to follow. Okay. And uh, uh, the sheriff is sitting in his office. Uh, it looks like... Uh, Looks like a cross between a sheriff and a mountain man. He's uh, got a full beard and a mustache. Uh, he's wearing he's wearing his uniform, but you can see that he has red and black flannel underneath. And uh, he's sipping on a coffee and eating a donut. And uh, as uh, uh, as uh, Lieutenant Jackson steps into the room, he says, uh, "Paul." Uh, sheriff he says who are these people he's like ah oh, these are people from uh, San Damiel they're also looking for uh, Miss Rand and he says ah well come on inside right. I can uh, I can tell you what I know have a seat make mm-hmm. yourself comfortable uh, can I have somebody get you coffee uh, oh yes please um, Molly, could you bring us some coffee in here? Sure thing. Just water for me, thanks. So uh, we got a call from a Mr. Charles Cartwright. Uh, he lives in a trailer uh, up in the hills. Uh, says that he goes for lot, lots of long walks, and uh, he came. He looked down into the the valley below and saw there was a car that was. Uh, damaged that had fallen off off all into the ravine so he tells us that he climbed down to the ravine and uh, he said the car was pretty torn up but there was no body inside Mm. 
but he did find a wallet, uh, which gave the identification of Miss Rand. Uh, there was a suitcase with clothing. Uh, there was um, uh, see, there was no blood. There was uh, anywhere, and there was a, uh, a cardboard box. And uh, inside the cardboard box was a printout, dot matrix printout, of some sort of book. Uh, written in Latin, mm. and uh, and Lieutenant Jackson's like, I knew it. She must be a devil worshiper. Oh well, well, Lieutenant. I mean, uh, Latin's also the language of science. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean it's, it's devil worshiper. I mean, it could well, be. Maybe. Could be. Not, don't want to want to shoot it down, but you know. I uh, I was just talking to a, a college friend of mine about. Uh, old Latin texts, so be interesting to see if it had any correlation. And if not, I could probably have it identified free of charge. Yeah, I can read Latin, so. Well, uh, Sheriff, have you examined the car yet? Uh, I haven't actually been out there yet. My deputy's been out there. Uh, they're just waiting for me to have given the, to, to give the, uh, the word to haul it out of the ravine. Um, did the deputy say anything about any unusual damage to the car? Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks almost like the roof got torn off, maybe by a tree or something as it went down. But uh, odd thing is, there's no blood. Yeah. Hmm. And no body. From from where it was found in the ravine, was it obvious where it went off the road? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there's is no, there? There's no forestry road. Mm -hmm. Mr. Cartwright lives lives on that road. Do you know Mr. Cartwright before this? Chuck, yeah, I mean, I've I've run into him a couple of times. He's a straight fellow, as far as you know. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a scientist. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I think he's into snakes. Hmm. Mm. And uh, uh, but you know, he's a fairly good-looking black guy. He works lives up there. I think he's. Uh, I think it's more work than anything else. Interesting. So if, if Miss Rand, let's say, so I'm speculating, right? So let's say somebody carjacked Miss Rand and that's why she left her wallet behind and her box full of papers and her suitcase. If somebody drove the car off the road there, could they walk anywhere or would they just be in the middle of nowhere? I suppose they could follow the ravine down. Uh, they'd eventually come out. Um, hmm. And if Miss Rand had some kind of accident where she fell out of the vehicle, she would she wouldn't be able to. I mean, she'd be in the middle of nowhere too, right? Well, here's the thing: if she fell out of the if she fell out of the vehicle before it crashed, and let's say her body got flung a distance, mm -hmm. uh, it's possible we'll never find it. Uh, it is it is wilderness out there. It's also possible that an animal could come along and drag her off. Grim I mean, thought. Bears or 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 mountain lions will take advantage of something like that. They do the same to a deer or an elk. Hmm. In any case, I honestly don't see any reason why we shouldn't just uh, bring the car back here. Um, 
there's there's not much to see out there. Yeah. Of course, uh, if you guys are doing any kind of investigation, uh, I, 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 you know, it, 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 you kind of touched on a possibility that there might be some foul play here. Uh, maybe she was carjacked. Maybe, maybe Miss Rand is fine and somebody ran off the road with her car. Uh, in any case, uh, I, I can let you see this, her, her effects, but I can't yeah. let you take them. Oh, that's understandable. They're, they're evidence, but yeah, sure. So, uh, uh, he, he calls out, uh, 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 Deputy Washington, come in here. Uh, Deputy Washington comes in he says, yes, sir. And he says, uh, show these people into the, uh, the conference room and, uh, bring in Miss Rand's effects so that they can go over them. Yes, sir. He says, you can follow him to the, to the, uh, the conference room. Thank you, Card the Sheriff. Uh, we heard from uh, Alice that this is Bigfoot country. Had any sightings lately? Uh, uh, if you read the newspaper, people are always putting stuff in the newspaper about them. You have a group of kids that come out here every once in a while and hmm. go looking around for the Bigfoot. Uh, sound like a bunch of fun-loving people. Well, most of the, mostly they're just passing through, though. Uh, most of the sightings that have, that have occurred lately, if you believe any of that stuff, that's all over towards Renuncion. Right. That's yeah. another 15 miles up the road. We uh, appreciate your hospitality. Sure. If we can figure anything out, we'll tell you. You got it. And I just um, can, so was the... Was the deputy showing us to the room? Was he one of the ones that went out there? Uh, yes. Okay. So when you saw, when you looked at the car, were there, uh, was there any scratching? Like oh yeah, lots scratch. of scratches. Scratches and denting and uh, pretty, uh, pretty badly damaged. Um, but something tore that roof off. I don't know what. Uh, it looked like you know it got snagged on a tree as it went down, but I didn't see any tree that would that would hmm. fit that bell. Was yeah. the roof lying on the ground, or was it torn no, off it partly, was, like opened up? It was, it was partly torn open, mm. like a can. Gotcha. Yeah, like a can. Hmm. Did you notice if any of the scratches were? Uh kind of four four parallel scratch marks or was it no, too beat up to tell anything. well they're going to bring the car in this afternoon okay you know hmm. of course you guys if you have if you if you if you leave soon you could drive out there oh you got you got all day but you can you yeah. can get out there and see it before they bring it up yeah yeah i might might go out with the tow truck So here are her things. Here's her her wallet and her uh, her suitcase and this this weird box of paper. Mm -hmm. I'll go over and uh, look at the box of paper. All right. 
what you have is about 12 inches of folded, fan folded uh, dot matrix paper. Okay. It seems to be completely filled with Latin text and the Latin text is spaced about an inch and a half apart each line. And it looks like there have been some attempts by someone to translate. Um, how's your Latin? I have 61%. Why don't you go ahead and do a Latin roll? Okay. Trying to think how I could push this roll because uh, that'd be a lot of luck. 87, I got an 87, so. Clean your glasses. <laughs> well, you could push it if you wanted to try pushing it. Yeah, yeah, I want to try and push it. I want to, I'm going to spend a little time. I'm going to like sound it out out loud and everything. Really, yeah, okay. really. You're, you're, you're flipping through it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Come on, baby. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, the first thing you notice is that whoever translated this, despite their scholarly title, uh, they didn't do a great job. And part of the problem is that classical Latin is not the same as medieval Latin. Medieval Latin is a lot muddier, a lot more diluted by time than, than classical. And this is definitely not classical. This is, this is a mess. But after looking uh, and, and thumbing through it, uh, you get to a part that seems to you is is pretty well translated. Oh, okay, yeah. Transmitted uh, October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety, De Vermes Mysterious by Ludwig Prin, fifteen ninety two. Translated by Doctor Edwin Weston. Property of NWI. The mother of the woods is certainly the force within terrain life for she is imminent in all earth yet absent in sky and from the void her altar is best situated in a crevice where green and effulgent grows the vegetation never on a height or promontory she is best invoked with blood for blood is the essence of life she is one who devours not absorbs even as the further and then it's in parentheses outer ones but she is more like unto us than those others i have traveled long and learned much and it is my firm belief that she is the primal mother i myself have beheld minute curiosities by the use of lenses which amazingly remind me of the shape of her greater children it is possible to propitiate her by sacrifices of blood and flesh a question mark the ancients seem to have succeeded in doing so, as I have traveled throughout the world and I have seen in many cultures at that time it was customary to grant her a small portion of the harvest, that she might know it to be good and bring forth a greater harvest again. Greeks and Romans venerated her and were made strong thereby. It was not in ignorance of her men rest, rested life from the Nile and the rivers of Mesopotamia, Hyperborea, and made fecund with her gifts and ancient Sarnath ere its doom was blessed more and more with her bounty. She cares not on what she feeds and if she feeds well, she will feast her host in return. 
What the crap? I mean, heard of Greece and Rome, but Hyperborea? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Sarnath was some sort of uh, transcription error. Yeah. But I'll be interested to find this Dr. Weston who's uh, sending out copies of this mysterious book on the internet now yeah. on the via fax. <laughs> Yeah, that was the same book that uh, that old English came from, right? Yes, that's right. Oh. So she's got a newer translation. Hmm. But as Heather noticed, not a very good one, actually. Right. <laughs> right. Newer, newer, uh, uh, original text, problematic translation. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but it does show, you know, yeah. Um, did Lieutenant Jackson come in with us? Uh, no, he's he... not talking to the sheriff. So, yeah, it looks like uh, Noel's, it looks like Noel's investigation really closely paralleled Finley's. Uh, because this, you know, this earthly mother with young that's being described sounds a lot like what escaped from the lab to me Ugh. Ugh. I don't want to think and it also suggests since this is the same text that that old english that really seems like what jenny and noel are hoping to summon on the new moon in a verdant valley nearby here is that yeah. same entity yeah maybe since they talked about blood maybe they're thinking about harming someone even right well why and would they need to harm anybody they took two cows or she took two cows yeah that was just one night and heather you may have mentioned that you found a brownish residue on the obsidian i did yeah um so, you know, I don't know if we've had time to analyze that or if we even need to, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if that were blood, dried blood. Right. But presumably Jenny and Noel don't have some powerful electromagnets in their green valley. Hope not. Ugh. To cage her. Well, all right. So how's your suitcase look? Did she bring extra large clothes for giants? Nope. Just what you'd expect from for somebody who planned on staying for a week. Uh, and there isn't any obvious, like, you know, brick of cash in a side pocket. Mm -mm. And her wallet, un, unsurprising. Uninteresting, un, un yeah. Any phone numbers or anything? Nope. No business card for a realtor? Nope. <laughs> um. I really want to take this text for analysis. Maybe if we find Noel alive, we'll be able to make an arrangement. Or I guess we'll be able to get in touch with Edward Weston. It said property of some university or something. So. NWI, yeah. I'm... Oh, that's New World Industries. Oh. That's the parent company of the parent company. This is... Hmm. Ugh, there's a reason that Full Wilderness is concerned about this family of of companies. Wheels within wheels. 
They've got, well, I, I was wondering how Finley, you know, whether it was a, a coincidence of geography or something, they trapped this creature, but it seems like it's not. It's more like there's really an organizational push to use these magical philosophical texts for... Well, I mean, I, whatever they were using it for, I mean, we can determine their motives. I mean, they were wanting to sell it. You know, they thought they had struck a gold mine. So, yeah, I could see them not worrying about what it could cost as long as they made money. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm just going to feel around the, you know, I'm going to poke around the wallet in the suitcase and see if there's anything else if it's worthy of attention. Nothing. Yeah. It's basically the evidence and, and the, and the, right. There's not a false bottom in the suitcase, any like compartments. Do us, do a spot hidden. Sixty-seven. I failed. No, you don't find anything. There's nothing. I just love doing that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel good when you make it. You're like, okay, there is nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, I'd love to see the. I'd love to see the wreck in Stai Two. Does anybody yeah. else think it's worth getting out there? I think yeah. it is, just because I want to go. I'd like to talk to this Mr. Cartwright. Yeah. Now, when it's just us, I'm going to mention that, you know, this is the second suspicious car found at the bottom, or not at the bottom, but close to a ravine or close to a cliff. Right. Yeah, that's why I was asking about the scratches. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking the same thing as you, Dr. Leeds, uh, was there four symmetrical scratches. Obviously, maybe they weren't looking for it because, you know, they just figure branches scratched Mm -hmm. it up or something. But yeah, I am, yeah, we'll uh, have to we'll have to see. All right. Well, you can get from the uh, you can get from the the deputy uh, how to get out there. Okay. Uh, what you're basically going to do is you're going to drive to uh, Renuncion, and uh, from there there is a forestry road uh, that goes out the. Uh, the south side of town up into the mountains uh it's not an easy drive it's a dirt road uh but that will take you to uh uh charles cartwright's uh place which is on the service road and he can show you the exact spot mm-hmm. uh, where the car is and while the deputy is explaining this uh, I, you know, I'm going to ask, like, uh, where do you think she could have been on her way to if she was coming from San Damiel that should be on this forestry road to fall into this ravine? Is there any reason to go out there and you, unless you're going to chop down some lumber? Yeah, not much. There's, there's a couple of houses along that way, but, uh, but Cartwright's house is pretty far out there. Right. It's a pretty lonesome stretch for somebody. Maybe she was lost, but nobody found a map in the car. Uh, no. That's curiosity. 
Mm. Is it easy to get turned around on these roads, especially when it's dark? Well, yeah, that is possible, especially if you're off the, the beaten path. Um, hard to get hard. Well, not for a local, <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe for a non-local. And they are dangerous. They're not, they're not meant for a lot of traffic. Yeah, they're, they're not graded for just nobody to drive around on. It could have possibly been a rock slide too. I mean, there there are lots of rocks and boulders. This is partly volcanic and partly the geology of the area. It's one of the reasons I'm curious to see it. Mr. Cartwright didn't say whether he found the car hot or cold, did he? Uh, cold actually. He did check. So it might have been a few days, hmm. as he, far as anybody her, knows. Had her license plate and her the the make and model of the car. And it matches Miss Miss Rands. So I drew you a little map. Okay. Thank you, Deputy. Woo. And uh, the people of Renuncion are good people, so you can. Did you guys actually make your reservations in Renuncion, didn't you? I believe so. It, GM is saying it. Yeah, yeah at Laverne's, right? At Laverne's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Five deluxe rooms at Laverne's Motel. That's right. Ooh, what makes it deluxe? Do they have the... Uh, what the makes it deluxe is the air is thick with cigarette smoke. They have yeah. an ice bucket. Yeah. Is there a... Uh, this will... Because uh, so I know I didn't bring it with me because we we left it there. Is there like a hobby? I'm looking for a place that would sell a tarot deck. And she said this was the last big town, somewhat big town around here. Because of them describing Mr. Cartwright made me think of it. Well, before before I answer that question, are you sure you want to talk to the the, the crazy radical uh, police department about a tarot deck? No, that's why I was like wondering. I was like, oh, oh, is there like a hobby store or something? They usually had. Uh, and then Heather gets arrested. Does, does your yeah. character have a tarot deck? No, no, I know. Mike knows no way she would have it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, roll, roll, roll your luck dice if, you, if that's something that you'd have. No, that'd be a stretch for her. No. I'm I can imagine Flores having one or two at home, but I don't think he brought one on. Oh, the trip. Yeah. Considering when they showed, I had to look up what the card was. I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> oh, uh, are you talking about the card that you found? Yeah, the Le, Le Pindu or whatever. The Hanged, the hanged Man. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Pen, pendulous, he's hanging. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't want to ask the cops <laughs> about where you could get a tarot deck. <laughs> Where am I oh, over there. <laughs> All right. So, what are you going to do? You going to head to Renuncion? Yeah. Unless you guys had something else. All right. Um, it does go well with our plan. I mean, as long as we can work out the timing. Uh, there, there he is. Because uh, we want to be in Renuncion both to stay the night and also to to make our assignation with Jenny and hopefully Noel. 
So mm -hmm. it seems like heading that direction makes a lot of sense. All right. So you get to Renuncion. There's not much there. There's the ho there's the motel. Uh, there's a tiny little grocery store. Um, Uh, uh, there's a little bakery, there's a little uh, bakery, um, grocery store, uh, there's a gas station. Um, it looks like there's kind of a brand new little business block. Uh, the buildings look oddly brand new. Uh, not much to them, but they're there. Uh, there's a Barnwell's grocery store. That's what it is. Um, and uh, just as you're coming into town, uh, you do see the Bakersfield Pass Caltrans Depot, the one that was supposedly raided by Bigfoot. Um, okay. Um, you come into the middle of the town. Do you want to do anything in this town or do you want to continue on to the... You want to drop our stuff off at Laverne's? Yeah, let's right. make it, you know, base of operations. All right, so we'll say that you, you, you set up your base of operations at the motel. Um, let's say it's about 2 p.m. Okay. at this point. Um, uh, you, you drive further, you find... Uh, after about 15 miles, you find this, uh, this road going up the mountain and you're kind of in the, in a, in a, in a, between two ridges. And after you go up the road a little ways, you see uh, a, a trailer that has been set up on the side. And uh, from where the road is, uh, the road slopes, I mean, the, the landscape slopes up in one direction and down the other. And you can see that down one side, uh, on the other side of the trailer, uh, there is a little creek or river. It's not much of a river, it's a creek. Um, and that it's getting steeper and steeper. Mm -hmm. And this is pretty, this is pretty green country. Yeah, it's, it's pine forest at this point. Pine forest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and even though there's a logging road, we haven't seen, there are no active businesses right no, here. There's, there's no businesses at all. In fact, the, the number of houses dwindled rather quickly and you haven't seen any house for five or six miles. Does the trailer have a uh, uh, mailbox? Uh, yeah, there's a mailbox out in the front and there is, uh, uh, there is a car. So is it looks it? like an old, old inexpensive car. So is this the Cartwright place? Oh uh, yes, it says Cartwright on there. Yeah, I, I, I think we should continues on from there. But I think we should ask Mr. Cartwright if he's uh, free to come along and tell us about how he found the wreck and whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay. Might as well. So you park your car. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, you go up and uh, knock on the door, and uh, you hear some movement around. And you hear just a second, 
and after a couple of seconds, uh, the door opens and there is a rather good looking black man standing there and he goes, um, to whom do I have the honor of meeting out here in the middle of nowhere? Uh, Mr. Cartwright, I, I presume my name uh, is, uh, Dr. Heather Mills. Uh, we, uh, were sent out here by the, uh, sheriff, uh, to look at the wreck that, that you discovered. Oh, what, what are you a doctor of? Oh, biology. Uh, actually. <clears throat> Me too. How, uh, I specialize in herpetology. Oh, wow. What, what a small world it is out, th out there. Mycology here. Uh, we're actually uh, looking into some various matters for full wilderness. Are you uh, familiar? Oh, yeah. Full wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, there's guys out here. Please, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Inside. Please come inside. It's very hot. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is it cooler inside the trailer? He's got the air conditioning going full blast. You also notice he's got fish tanks here and there without fish. Um, he's got uh, various reptiles. Oh, okay. So, air that conditioning helps sort of keep the uh, reptiles manageable. Well, and, and it's it's probably a little too hot outside for some of these, but there's also that smell mm -hmm. of reptile. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And he says, so uh, you said you came up here because the sheriff, you're talking about the car. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that it turns out that um, that the uh, license you found in the vehicle uh, is of a person who's gone missing from San Damiel. We were doing some, I don't know what to call it, investigations into troubling, troubling goings on. So we don't know whether the young lady in question is in danger, uh, but we know it's not the first vehicle we've seen this week uh, whose owner has gone missing and who were involved in uh, experimentation uh, biological experimentation. So something screwy is happening. Wow. I want to see if there's some correlation. Well, the, I couldn't find a body. And, but I don't see how anybody could have survived that crash. Yeah. I'm, the way it was described, it sounded like, yeah. I mean, the roof ripped off. Well, down at, at, least, down a, at least 100 feet down there. Uh, of course, you rolled. It's not straight down, but yeah, um, yeah, we can go out there if you want. Sure, sure. And while I'm talking, I'm kind of looking at the lizards. I'm looking for a lizard that's maybe you know, not that's rare to try and go. Oh, where'd you get this from? What? What's... It looks like most everything that he has is probably local. Okay, yeah. Uh, be stretching and go, oh, where'd you find this local lizard? <laughs> <laughs> he's got some I found a local <laughs> He's got some alligator lizards and he's got some garter snakes and things like that. Right. Um, okay. Anything venomous? Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. But if, if you guys ask him any questions, he tells you that uh, uh, he's out here on a grant from the University of San Diego and that. Yes. Uh, he has been uh, studying the uh, 
Crotalus oregonus uh, species, he thinks there's a subspecies here that if he can identify it, uh, get your name in Latin. He wants to get his name in Latin, yeah, uh, which would be in, in his case, he says uh, Caroli on the end because Charles is really Carl and Carl is Carol in Latin, so Caroli. But, oh. yeah, he says, uh, I've been. I've loved snakes ever since I was a kid and had my first garter snake. You know. Um, I understand. But he says, since, sure. Yeah, if you don't mind the heat, we'd love to see uh, the location and, and get a lay of things. Because again, we're comparing it to another missing person and damaged car situation. Well, the sheriff said they were going to be coming up here sometime this afternoon and hauling that car out. But yeah, we can get up there before then. Yeah, um, I'd love to see it where it is. Let's uh, let's get some lemonade. Mm -hmm. uh, You're very kind. He puts together some lemonade and uh, says we can take no, this with us. Probably use the electrolytes. It'll, it'll probably take us about twenty minutes to walk up there. It's a it's we wouldn't want to drive up to the edge and then just crawl down, or is it? Makes more it's sense to do that, but obviously it's kind of narrow. Yeah. And uh, I, it, it looks to me like the the road was a little bit damaged by the hmm. by her going up there. Oh, we could drive part of the way if you want, but it's a nice walk. Excellent, yeah, as you will. You uh, you walk around here a lot. Yeah, I understand. Uh, uh, and there's all this crazy Bigfoot sightings. <laughs> that we have heard about. Have you seen anything that oh, makes you please. think that there's a big primate out here? Yeah, there's a there's a, a, a Sandamiel Society, the Sasquatch Watch. Uh. They come up here about once a month and bug me. Um, <laughs> Do they make loud noise and no, not so much. Stuff off? But they're 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 kind of nerdy, you know, and. Uh, I've gone out there near the uh, the black table, we sometimes call it. Oh. And uh, uh, I mean, I've seen things that look like footprints. And, uh, but you know, it's mostly what I'm looking for is snakes. Yeah, yeah. Right. How far away is that black table? Oh, it's not that far. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, uh, it's down in the valley. Um, is it? Do you call it that? Is is it like? Is it flat? Well, it's it's a big flat rock. Hmm. Yeah, I Great. think it's mostly. I think it's made out of granite. Uh, it's got a dark color to it. It's right in the middle of a ravine. Nice. Wow. Hmm. All right. Well, I can show you that if you want to, but uh, that that's another you know half hour's walk. But uh, well, let's let's go see the car. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go see. Like, thanks for lemonade. First things first. <laughs> I can't believe you guys know who the Sasquatch watch is. Bunch of uh, you hear about it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a scientist. I'm not into all this uh, silly, nonsensical crypto. And how could a, a creature, as, as the as Bigfoot's described, survive out in the woods here? And there's just not enough to sustain. It couldn't just be one. It would have to be a whole tribe of them. Yeah. So you guys leave, and he doesn't bother to lock the door. Mm -hmm. Somebody out here, um, and uh, you guys start walking up the gravel path. Uh, the gravel quickly turns to dirt, 
and uh, it's it's kind of steep. It's not that steep, but it's 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 constantly progressing upwards. And after about 20 minutes or so walking, he says, this is the spot over here. You can see where the, the gravel's all disturbed. And uh, is, it, is, it, is it wooded here or is it an open patch? No, it's, it's still wooded. Um, but like I say, you've got down into the ravine on one side, here's the path and there's up into the hills. And it's, it's covered with trees, but on the ravine side, there's less, there's more scrub brush. And stuff. Right. There are always going to be things falling down. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'd like you to all do a spot hidden as you come up. 43 is a normal success. I failed. Failed. 35 is a hard success. Okay. Failure. Well, Margaret and Desmond, you notice that there are very distinctive drag marks in the road uh, under other circumstances you'd almost say skid marks except they don't look like skid marks they look like they moved sideways like something pushed the car over the ravine not forward but sideways right is there any shards of glass and stuff among the gravel there are there there are pieces of windshield uh that have been smashed and uh but not like broken headlights just just windshields and right. then he points down and you can see that the car slid off and then maybe tumbled once and hit the bottom and you can see that the the roof of it is torn up you know even from up here, we can see that. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, away from our uh, friendly host, Mr. Cartwright, I'm going to mention maybe just to Margaret, since we are the ones who spotted the thing. I'm afraid that Jenny and Noel aren't friends anymore. Yes, that's the impression I'm... Doesn't I'm this look like, yeah, doesn't this look like Jenny pounced on her, tore the car yep. open, took her yes. out, and shoved it down the hill? That's exactly what I, that's exactly what it looks like to me. Because if you look, because the trees aren't damaged either. So where the windshield is, there isn't like any marks where like a car would have struck a tree. Right? Yeah, you don't see any place like that. There's no damaged trees or anything nearby. But there's, this is dirt and, and loose stone. Uh, I can't find any footprints though, I am assuming. Well, do a uh, examination. Do a, a spot hidden for me. Eighty-one, of course. <laughs> you don't Timing see is everything. Now, what direction is the car facing? Uh, well, it's kind of facing backwards, just because it of the way it fell. Um, uh, Cartwright says to you, he says. Uh, he says, now, now we can get down to it. He says, I'll, I'll show you how I got down to it. And he just sort of works his way over towards the cliff's edge. And, and there's places where you can put your hands. And so sort of, it's, not, it's not straight down. It's, you know, at an angle. But um, a person can make it. Your way down. Yeah. Could we bring that rope? Maybe we could just 
Tie it off as like a little safety thing or something. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. That'll make it easier to get back up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doctor Cartwright, does the has it has it been raining up here? Lately, no, not not for a couple of weeks. Right, because the heat wave. You you thought that the car going off damaged the road, not that the road was already in bad shape. Is that right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's pretty hard packed clay too. So, and if you were some stranger from San Damiel driving up here, where do you, where would you be going? Do you think? Well, I I honestly don't know. The only thing up that road there is there's a there's there's a cabin a ways up there. Um, a, a more remote that, cabin. I think the road ends. So there's a place more remote than yours that somebody's living in up here. Yeah, it's a more permanent place, I think. Hmm. Is he a good neighbor? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen him. But do you, he must drive past your place. I've never seen anybody drive from up there before. Yeah, so this is really kind of a mystery. Is it like a hunting cabin or is it? No, it's it's actually a fairly well well. It's a fairly modern looking place. You've I've been up there. Gone, I've only gone up there and seen it maybe once. But and you didn't notice this car go by when she was on her way to slide it off the cliff either, right? It's possible that I wasn't there. It's possible that I was out walking, out walking, or or looking for snakes. Yeah. Um, I don't spend all my time at home. That's just, it's, for one thing, it's beautiful up here. Yes, yes, it is quite lovely. So is the, is the black table that the, the Sass House watcher is so obsessed with, is it in this ravine or? And he, he sort of says, it's not exactly, but he points over and he says, you see over in that direction, um, my my sonar says it's right over there. <laughs> um, there's that place where those two hills kind of come together, kind of tightly. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's right at the base of that. Uh, we can, uh, like I say, it would take us uh, a little bit to walk there, but we can do that. Um, sure. So here's a card. You can see that it's 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 odd that there's no. I don't think the person was in the car when. When it came down here. Maybe it's insurance. Maybe she is just trying to crash her car and collect on the insurance. Yeah, possible. But could be it. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you guys doing at this point? Describe let's see. I, I, Ethan, I, Dr. Ethan, what are you doing at the moment? I'm just kind of observing, looking around. Okay. Uh Dr. Uh, Dr. Mills. I am. Uh, so we're at the car looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking around. What I'm looking for is see if it's got those uh, same initials carved into it. That was on uh, Dr. Tate's car, the BOF. Okay. It looks quite a bit different than okay. it all doesn't right. have little scratches all over it. All right. Uh, the damage to it is, is major. Yeah. Um, Dr. Margaret, what are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really uneasy. Um, after what uh, Desmond and I have discussed. So I'm kind of nervously 
kind of at the edge of the group looking kind of leaning towards where the black stone is and then i'm leaning back over towards where the cabin's supposed to be and i kind of just looking off in that direction okay uh dr leash um so i'm gonna look under the seats of the car see if the the deputies missed anything okay all you find under the the seats are a couple of old water bottles uh, that are empty uh, and whatever little bits of trash that you might expect to find an old Doritos uh, bag and whatever. Nothing, nothing particular. Uh, Dr. Flores, what are you doing? Um, well, I'm looking at the, I want to look closely at the roof of the car to see whether there's any indication that there's uh yeah there's okay scarring or denting that indicates something like what i anticipate the uh there definitely looks like a pattern of of tear uh and as you're looking at that do a spot hidden Oh, it's spot hidden. <laughs> 23 is good. Okay. 23 is very good. As you're looking at Hard. that, you glance slightly over and you realize that there is an indentation in the hood of the car mm. that looks like a foot-shaped hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. But a hand at least three times the human size. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what their I wonder what the falling out is about. Maybe it's because they need to, she needs a blood offering. Um, I don't say out loud. Uh, I'm going to um, you know mumble about looking for paint marks on the hillside, and I'm going to give Margaret the nod and ask her to verify what if if I'm crazy or not. Yeah, I'll, I'll go take a look. Yeah, once you know what to look for, there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, Desmond, I think your your theory about them not being friends anymore is a uh, which means we, I really think that uh, we should make sure that we all have at least the armament of the endurance chant because Jenny is on a rampage, and tonight is the night. As much as that, much as it bothers me, I think, yeah, she can do this to a car. I think we need, yeah, and a friend. It might a it friend might that be, was keeping her alive financially, right? It's, but uh, it means life or death, I suppose. Um, yeah. Let's uh, you know, let's we'll we'll tell uh, the gang when we have the opportunity. I would like to. I would be interested in having Mr. Cartwright take us to the black table if he's up for it. Yes, I think so. so I don't you... want to spook him yet. Right, and then that cabin. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? She was. Where else would she be going? Right, and can she even fit inside it? And what's she when she's living on cows? Right, and Noel, right? Noel was going there. Yeah, this is on was. Maybe as her, whatever effects are happening to Jenny, perhaps as they progress, she's gotten more aggressive. 
maybe we should go to the cabin and not the black table. Yeah, we know where the. Well, I have a pretty good idea of where the uh, the table is. I think we can find our way there. I think without our doctor friend down there, we'll have a difficulty finding the cabin. So maybe we should have. Well, no, it's the end of the road. Um, I have got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If uh, I. My suggestion is that I take Mr. Cartwright aside and ask him about some local reptiles or mycology, and you talk to the rest of the crew. But my impression is we should get to the cabin and see if Noelle's still there alive, because she might be a fun sacrifice tonight. Yeah, now that sounds like a great idea. Mr. Cartwright, I oh. see an interesting hole over there on the, on the edge. Something might live in there. Well, let's take a look. Let us. Look, a distraction. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll gather everybody uh, together. Like, guys, guys. Well, guys, I've found a Dorito bag. Well, look, we found a Dorito bag. Desmond found a handprint. And I'm going to show him the indent of the hand on the... Uh, what look, the if you look, If you look at the gravel up there, it looks like the card was shoved off sideways. Hmm. Oh. We think that uh, that Desmond... Uh, Desmond's... Uh, and I we think we come to the conclusion that we don't think that Jenny and is totally stable at this point. She might have attacked Noel. Interesting. Yeah. So we, yeah, we I, think, I, I, that seems like a reasonable conclusion to me. But Noel, if if Noel was going up to that cabin, you think Jenny might be living up there? I mean, that would make the only sense why she would be on this deserted road. Right, So, but maybe Noelle is still there. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. Maybe maybe Jenny took her back there. Yeah, at this point, we have to, we have to look just so we could rule it out if she's not. Yeah. Do we want to try and look through Mr. Cartwright's uh, trailer? Maybe have someone break off and go back uh, not yet I don't think that's necessary okay I think we'd I think we'd better focus our efforts on the uh, on the cabin for now all right yeah all right yep do you find anything interesting over there well it's it's possible this is uh this is a tarantula hole, not a uh, not a snake hole, but uh, how big do those get around here? A tarantulas, all the you know, fairly good size. They're not like the South American varieties, but yeah. the size of your hand. Oh. Yeah, I had one chase me in Bolivia. It scared the holy heck out of me. They, yeah. I don't think it was angry. They're just big and scary, and fast. Pretty much harmless, though. Get bit, it's like getting bit by a, it's like a bee sting. Unless you're allergic. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so did you want to go to the the table? Or it's pretty hot? It's pretty hot. Uh, and I, But I do think we'll go and visit there later. Um, do you think it'd be very rude if we paid a visit to your, to the cabin up the hill? I don't know. Maybe they know something about this. Right. They might have seen when the road went out, at least. 
So uh, yeah, let's let's walk back to your place and we'll see if your neighbor's got anything, knows anything. Maybe we'll make another friend. Um, I'm not sure I understand. Did you want to go back to my place or did you want to? Oh, I thought, well, we have to go back up to the road to continue up to the cabin. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, let's go back up. Uh, that rope's a good idea. Makes it easier to get back up. Makes it so much more easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been stuck down on steep hills before, so. <laughs> um, about Now, is he going to go with you to the cabin? Well, that's kind of why I was suggesting that we might drop him off at his home and let him go back to his business before we bothered his oh, neighbor. Oh, I can, I can, I can but, walk back down by myself. Oh, okay. Do this all the time, and that that cabin is just, just keep going straight up. You can't miss it. But right. it's, it's it's a few miles, so it's going to take you a bit to get there. Oh, that's fine. I love hiking. Thank you so much. All right. All right. That car is not going to be in your way, Mister Hetley. Oh no, no, no! Okay. I ain't going anywhere. All right. And and as he gets about a hundred feet away from me, he suddenly turns around and he goes, I remember something. Mm. He says, I think there was another car. The oh, other really? I did hear somebody come up this direction. It was maybe about six o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it at the time and I didn't bother. I didn't have time to like get up and take a look, but it just sounded, it sounded like a car went by and then maybe 20 minutes later, the car went by going back down the hill. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's interesting uh, with the idea that, that Noel let this car fall on purpose like maybe she had an accomplice maybe it's weird but yeah. uh, you must not hear cars most days right most of the time i'm not i'm not just sitting there but sure you know uh i didn't really think about anything about it you know it just that was before i saw the, the car in the ravine yeah anyway have a nice walk all right. Been great if to meet you. you. Stop if you want to stop by on the way back down. Right. He didn't have any, have any reaction when I purposely called him the wrong name. What'd you call him? Called Hentley. him Mr. Hetley, like uh, he it was in that Tate's book. I don't. I don't think he heard you. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try it again when I come back down. Another handsome African American man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was mentioned I, previously. <laughs> Just wait until you get the handsome uh, black American man convention. Heather would love that convention. <laughs> All right. So uh, you continue up the road and uh, uh, the road gets uh, a little steeper and it starts to do a lot of little switchbacks. You're coming up the squiggle on the left-hand side, and uh, there's a cliff that drops down to the creek <laughs> down below. And we really and, did lose our way. And as you're, as you're approaching this, you can see uh, there's an area that's somewhat devoid of plants, except there's, there's weeds and things. Uh, you can see there's a garage and there's a two-story uh, cabin. 
And because now it's probably about 3.30 or so, maybe it's approaching 4 o'clock, the shadows have gotten long just because there's lots of trees and and the mountain. And uh, so you're in the shade. You can see that there is a light on upstairs in the house. Hmm. But you are still, you're still at the edge of that clearing area. Because I I don't want to just say that you're suddenly there. Because yeah. I want you to be able to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Well, do we uh, just go and knock? Yeah. Do we have a generator for the the light? Is is it electric? Does it look like it's an electrical light? Uh, it does look like it's an electrical light. Um, it can't be on the grid out here. Well, it's possible. I mean, Maybe uh, I have the logging. Cartwright, Cartwright was on the grid. Okay. All right. Um, Are there telephone poles? Uh, there aren't. Uh, so it would have to be buried. Um, there is a mailbox. Okay. So, um, is there mail in it? Well, uh, do we want to get that close before we talk about things? Yeah, like, I think we should still at least a hundred feet away from it. Oh, okay. I think we should look at the barn as well as the house. I think we should approach this with the assumption that Jenny's nearby, if not inside. That Jenny He's presumably awesome. killed Noel or captured her. But I mean, does it look like? I mean, Jenny. I mean, if her hand's three times the size of a person's hand, I mean. I, Happy a door. In the garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. How 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 tall is the garage? Oh, thirteen, maybe fourteen feet at the peak. I don't think Jenny's been sleeping indoors particularly either. I here my hypothesis, which is completely insane, a grant, mm-hmm. is that because of the text that you saw translated. Jenny thinks she needs a blood sacrifice. When Noel came up to visit her, she attacked the car on the road, mm-hmm. tore the roof off, took Noel out, shoved it off the side. And Noel is somewhere inside the house, conscious or unconscious, you know, trapped. And Jenny is nearby. I'm guessing about all of that, except for the fact that I think it's reasonable to to assume that Jenny caused the car to be in the condition that it is. Right. Yeah. So we want to be careful. Yeah. Noel knows the spell. Mm-hmm. And Jenny's at this point, if her hand is three times the normal size, then and she was a giant bodybuilder when she vanished, at, and she was over seven foot tall at that point. Yeah. She's a good, you know, 15 feet tall, which might be challenging her ability to stand upright on her femur unless her body's changed a lot, you know. Uh, she might be on four limbs. I don't know. But I don't want to meet her uh, by surprise. No. Those are my we thoughts. Should be, we should be very uh, cautious then. Don't want to make a whole lot of noise and Listen very closely. Keep our eyes peeled. Okay. 
Do you have your Do you have your train rifle, Doctor Carlyle? Yes, I do. All right. I'm not sure how much good that will do us, but it's better than nothing, I suppose. Might take a couple shots if she's that big. <laughs> if it comes down to shooting, just let me, yeah, I don't know. Make her chase you, and I'll just try and get as many shots in as I can. And then there's the other question: like, should I like walk into this clearing and yeah, chant the endurance chant, which oh. will suggest that they know that we're maybe friendlies, and also that we're you know that we're not you know that we're in we're inside in some way. Like that might just be able. That might facilitate a conversation. I have no idea what they're. Maybe that, that might help with a uh, Noel, perhaps. But if Jenny attacked her own, what I consider her best friend, I'm not sure what a stranger saying as reading that's going to do. Right. Yeah. Well, her best friend on Lifeline. At the same time, I might uh, survive Jenny's initial attack if I do. Yeah. Assuming that Jenny attacked the car suddenly, I mean, it took me, I don't know, 20 seconds to recite that. Yeah. Uh, she's memorized it, but it still takes time. I, uh, I don't know. This is a very... Maybe uh, I could get to a prone position that I could see the front door, the windows or whatever, and be ready, not walk up and then have to take it out and... You know, I'll just, well, worst case scenario it, and then maybe even throw a rock at the door and see what comes out before you go all the way up to the door or something. Yeah. I certainly think that positioning you as a sort of sniper is totally reasonable. Because um, this is not a huge distance. So, yeah, covering us is is rational. But we could also, you know, we could send, you know, we could any one of us could walk up to the door and knock and say, wow, we were wandering in this beautiful valley and got lost. Yeah, yeah, we could just go, hey, you know, oh, we're from the city, we didn't bring enough water or something, hey, you know, we're... Yeah, maybe a non-confrontational initial role, it makes sense. Like, hey, sorry, we were seeing Mr. Cartwright, we walked up here, do you know where the black table is? Hmm. Uh, yeah, we're from the Sasquatch Society. You know, they've been seeing yeah. up here before. And we are. Oh, we're sent I, by the Sasquatch Society. We've never been here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we're we lost. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll, I'll go up there and knock if you, if you guys think that's a plan, as long as you got my back there, Dr. Carla. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, first, let me try and find a place to set up. Yeah, and I'm going to pull out the endurance chant and have it in hand. All right. So that I can intervene. Okay, uh, Doctor Carlisle, uh, where are you going to sequester yourself? I want to see if I can get myself with the best line of sight to the garage and the doors, and the you know front door or windows. And from what I was able to look up, the tranquilize tranquil rifle. It has a uh, 50 yard range and six, it can hold up to six shots. Okay. 
That sounds right. That's the best I could find on it. All right. We'll assume that you can get into a position where uh, you can see both. You're 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 kind of guessing that if something comes out and is hostile, you can you can hit it. Um, that seems reasonable enough. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Dr. Evans, Mills, Flores, and Liege. What are you guys doing? Well, uh, I was going to be the one that is going to walk up there. Okay. So. We'll, we'll say this. I'm, I'm kind of setting this up so that everything uh-huh. is in. I'm not setting it up for that reason. I'm just setting it up so that I things are happening all at the same time. So, right. Um, yeah, I feel like when the, when the, after we, after Dr. Carlisle finds a position, uh, we emerge from that path okay. into the open and three of us are sort of, you know, standing around looking at a map or a booklet or whatever. And yeah. Heather splits off to, to make the approach at the door. So we look as benign as possible while being somewhat prepared. Does that sound good? Seems reasonable enough. Sure. Okay. And I'm going to have my uh, hand, like the mace kind of mace spray in my hand, but you know, not have it like ready to spray, but kind of. Okay. You know, on the rain, strange places. <laughs> so Dr. Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm still assuming that everybody's about 50 feet away and Dr. Mills, you're starting to walk forward towards yep. the house. Yep. Um, as you begin to move towards the house, everybody else, you notice Heather suddenly stop in her tracks. Okay. Heather, what you notice is the mailbox mm-hmm. uh, that does have uh, J. Arm Brewster written on it in pink paint in handwriting. Except that the, the mailbox is kind of beat up and the wooden post that it's attached to well, do an idea roll. Okay. Yes, regular. It looks like something has been gnawing on it. Mm. There are there are marks in the metal um, oh. in the metal box that look like teeth marks. Only the mouth would have been this way, clamping down on the the mailbox. And something's been gnawing at it. You also look up and you see that one of the posts holding up the little thing over the door, the little alcove thing, has also been badly gnawed by something. Uh, Nice. I uh, maybe kind of point at the mailbox, you know, like, like, hey, you know, look at that. And, you know, can I get an estimate on the jaw size or whatever the what what they call bite radius (laughs) pretty big i mean i'm gonna wave them back wave her back i don't think you also notice dr mills that there is a lighted doorbell 
-hmm. and an intercom Hmm. on the porch. Yeah, I'm going to come back and, and relay this and be like, oh, and, you know, hey, you know, it's it's bid on, but, you know, we've got a doorbell and an intercom. I mean, how they... The teeth marks, they're huge. Do they look like they're in the a dog? The bite mark of a dog or a human? Or Well, a, if it was a dog, it would be a huge dog. But if it were human, it would be a huge human. Be a huge human. Right. So, but there are, is it, are there, is it punctury canine? Well, there are some punctury looking. And the front ones, the front ones, or are they flat? It's hard to tell. It's not that clear. Yeah. And it's not at, does it look like it's been happening for a long time or like it just started happening? That's hard to tell, but there's a lot of damage. So, it's happened probably more than once. Well, if if Jenny's big enough to do that, I don't think she's big enough to fit in there. Yeah. I wonder if the cycle of the moon has something to do with it. How long has she been missing? Not. Who are we talking about? Uh, Jenny. Jenny? Uh, What, about five months, somewhere around there? Yeah, so if Uh, it happened multiple times each moon cycle, hmm. and we're coming up on it tonight or tomorrow. Now, let me also describe the garage. The garage is a two-door garage, uh, or a two-car garage, sorry, two-car garage, um, with, uh, you know, those kind of doors in the front. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a side door, and there are windows on the sides. Okay. And there's no lights in the garage right now? No. The house has an upper light. It looks like there's a light on upstairs, yes. And the garage is dark. Okay. Uh, well, hey, we survived the, the uh we su- survived the Don Byzantine thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's be bold. Yeah, yeah maybe I'm we... gonna go check to see what's in the mailbox. Okay. If there is anything. Um look up to the mailbox as well. Uh, you can see how badly it's damaged when you go over there. Uh, there are a couple of advertisements for uh, the supermarket in Renuncio. That's all. Does it look like I could uh, approach the garage? Because in the picture, it kind of looked like maybe it was somewhat across from the house. Yeah. Yeah, but like maybe come come around behind it and you know try and say out the field of view of that window uh yeah and it's more wooded on that side yeah 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 i'm gonna try and uh come up through them woods and come up maybe behind it and see if i can look in maybe even see if the door's unlocked i mean we're living up here in the middle of nowhere um when you come up to the door it's locked uh but it doesn't look like a very strong door Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is a window mm-hmm. and when you look through the window there's enough light inside from the, the other windows that you can see there is a jeep parked inside okay. uh, the, the jeep top is gone and across from you on the wall opposite uh, is a poster 
The poster is about three foot across and about six foot tall. And it is presumably Ginny Armbruster, uh, though it's Ginny Armbruster before any of this happened. Far mm -hmm. closer to a, po a poster that you would have seen maybe at the gym. Right. Thor's gym. And it's tacked to the wall opposite. Uh, you can't tell very well, but it looks like the Jeep is covered in dust. Okay. Yeah. Do a spot hidden for me. I'll burn four luck to make it? Sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, there is a logo on the door, uh, on the uh, uh, driver's side door mm -hmm. for Doc Biasign. Okay. I'm going to uh, uh, shoulder the door. Okay, do a strength roll. Oh, yeah. That's a regular, regular success. Easily, you pop it. Yeah, pop. Uh, it's definitely cobwebby inside. Okay. <laughs> okay. When I go in, in there and see if I see anything, see anything else, and of course go up to the Jeep and open up the glove box. And um, nothing in particular other than what you might expect to see in a garage. Uh, it doesn't look like anybody's been in here for months and months and months. Uh, there's nothing in the glove compartment except the, uh, owner's manual. Mm -hmm. Maybe the, the registration, uh, right. car is registered for Don Biazine. Okay. All right. Okay. And then I'll, I'll come back out and meet up with everyone. Oh. How crazy would it be to just go up and ring the doorbell? Well, I mean, that was our plan earlier. All right. Well, I'm just... Uh, and apparently there has been a response to us banging around. Yes. So I'm going to go and I'm going to go uh, ring the doorbell. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, uh, come up to the door alongside you, if you don't mind, Dr. Evans. Oh, please. In case... In case something untoward happens, but out of sight from the door. After you ring the doorbell, step each of you take a step to the side. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we look up who owns this property, and I bet you it's Don Biozon. Yeah, Harold Gall. Yeah, one of the cast of characters connected. All right, so you're gonna ring the doorbell. Yep. Uh, you ring the doorbell, and a couple of seconds go by, and then there's a crackling sound from the intercom, and uh, there's a voice, but it's in a whisper, and it says, Noel, is that you? This is a friend from the city who's trying to escape from Don Biozyme. Is that you, Noel? Or is that you, Jen? What are you talking about? This Jennifer? Is this is Jenny. Hi, Jennifer. We've been looking for you for so long. We're people, uh, we're a group of scientists, Jennifer, um, who uh, 
are trying to, to, to correct what happened. We were sent by uh, full wilderness. We haven't seen her. We're looking for her. Have you seen her? I'm very worried about her. Why, why is that? Because I haven't seen her. Do you, do you, did you see her car come up the hill, Jennifer? I'm sorry, we, I don't mean to alarm you. Of course, we're strangers. And I know that you've had a very difficult year. Um, we followed Noelle here, but she didn't make it all the way and we're concerned about her well-being. Are you concerned about her well-being? Jennifer, are you going to the black table tonight? I think you need to leave. Do you think that you're in trouble, Jennifer? You can hear a click. I'm back Is away. The click like a click of a gun? No, like, like she turned the intercom off. Oh. oh. All right. I oh, think it's time to run for the trees. Yeah, I, I think we're uh, we overstayed or welcome. Uh, Does she not know she killed Noel? That's all right. Run for the trees. That yep. was the short answer. <laughs> run. Yeah, I think she just hung up on you. All right, you run for the trees and uh, you hide yourselves there for a few minutes, but nothing happens. And we commune, gather around Dr. Carlyle's position. Um, you know, it sounds like she doesn't, she either didn't hurt Noel, which doesn't make any sense, or she's lost it because of the drugs or whatever. No, I'm going to, I'm first of all, I'm going to put the, the rifle down and try and like, cover it so if she's looking out the window she doesn't see somebody laying there with a rifle but I want to look at the window see if something's peeking through any movement do, from, do a spot hidden for me because I'm sure that you're gonna, somebody's going to look out the window ooh 20 got it finally first roll of the night there's no move, movement from in the house at all no, no? no. Did, the, did the house was there any sound of creaking or stuff when I was talking to her on the intercom? None whatsoever. She seemed, it seemed like she was, must be static. Or I couldn't tell simply. Well, nope. the interesting thing about that conversation is she, she said, I don't think I sh like, should be talking to us. Yeah. It's almost like she's concerned that somebody else out here is not so above board. Right. Oh, she might simply assume that we're from Dawn Biazine or That's true. what other, you know, or New World Enterprises or whatever else. Although she was still getting paid. Mm -hmm. um, so she's, you know, her hands aren't clean in that regard. Um, 
Uh, Tom, can I try a psychology role to see if I believe that she was concerned about Noel? Um, sure. I mean, it's not a strong skill anyway. Ah, 91. A fine <laughs> roll. Did not, my 40 psychology did. Well, even with a bad roll, I mean, she sounded sincere. Yeah, the, the impression that I had, natu the natural impression that I had was that she was. Of course, it's also extremely hard to read intentions over the, in the Yeah, yeah. From a giant. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. What do we? Do we break in? I mean, you know, um, came all the way up here. Or do we wait and see if she shows up with the well, black she didn't rock? Come, she didn't come out. Maybe we could try to get her to talk again? I might have ruined that with my failure to be charming. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the question that, that she turned away from was, are you going to the black table? Yeah. And I think we know she is. So maybe we don't need to well, beard the lion in her den. Well, do we just get out there then and set up uh, something? Possibly we can be better prepared there to anticipate them. Maybe if you are going to talk to her again, on, or at least press the the press a button and let her know that uh, Noelle's car was found off a ravine. And then... She... Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think I ever told her that we it had... Be... The... Yeah, Noelle seemed to be in danger. You know, but maybe... I'm not... Oh, sorry, go, go. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, maybe then if she knows about somebody else up here, maybe she'll spill the beans. Like, oh, crap, so-and-so. So yeah, I mean, not, or maybe she gets episodes and just doesn't remember. Yeah. You know, it's like poking a bear with a stick, but I mean, we're here. And right now she seems pretty gentle and pretty forbearing. Well, at the moment. But I didn't want to, yeah, I really didn't want to torture her. I, I didn't or mean it for torture, but if she's genuinely concerned about her friend and her friend cars off a cliff maybe she'd be willing to come and help look for her or some i don't know, I don't but know. That, unless there's two giants here what we have is a handprint on the hood of the car handprint ish thing on the roof of the car like jennifer threw the car down the hill it's just that she doesn't remember I, I that's my impression right and because she's so obviously not herself that's do you not... think she's being controlled by something well possibly i mean there might be a compulsion i don't know you know but, it sounds oh sorry go go sorry it just seems like she doesn't she 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 seemed to be concerned about her friend and she also in terms of proof seems to have thrown her friend or her friend's car 
down the hill. See, when you said that, it made me think of the comic book, The Hulk. Like when he gets enraged and then he don't remember right. it later. He wouldn't like me when I'm angry. She's concerned about Noelle. Yeah. But that would mean Noelle isn't in the house, right? That That's why she didn't seem to. Yeah. So what if Noelle has been tied up or something by the black table? Right. I think it's something with the black table. All right. right. It's getting, you know, it's late afternoon. It's going to be, a, it was a two mile hike, I think. Some, uh, we were told by Cartwright. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not very far. Yeah, but you switch back to whatnot. Uh, and yeah, we might, I, I thought we'd find Noel in the house, and I don't think we're going to now. So maybe we should hurry there and see what we can do. Agreed. Someone has a better idea. Well, were there are there windows that can be looked in on the like the ground level? All the ground level window curtains are closed. Okay. All of the curtains on the upper level are closed too, except there's one that's open enough where you can see a light bulb up there that's burning. Well, you can see a light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we could. How old is the cabin? It actually looks like it's fairly modern. Maybe so it doesn't make a lot of noise when big people move around in it, probably. Probably not. Could we get to the garage roof and look in that window? Well, I think if we if we want to look inside the house, it looks like nobody's been in the garage. If yeah. somebody waited in the garage, Jenny goes leaves to do whatever it is that she's going to do out at the Blackstone. That's what I was thinking at that Mar- point. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Margaret. I think that's a good idea. I, I can wait in the garage. I've had a lot of success breaking but doors we, down. We also have we still have the the radios that we use for the break-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how we far could, we could park. split up. That's terrifying at the thought that is we could yeah <laughs> and Thomas is over here. Yeah. yeah yeah i'll wait here i'll wait in the garage all right well i don't i don't think you should wait here alone so like girls night out yep let's wait okay. so margaret and heather are going to stay in the garage yep and what uh, are the three of you doing the other three. Well, let's go for a hike. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah. Uh, suit up however we can and head down to the black table. Okay, so the boys are going to the table and the girls are staying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. And we'll say it's four o'clock, so you're going to have quite a while. To wait in the garage. Okay. Well. All right. I'm gonna look in the Jeep, see if there's the keys. You know, so the typical horror movie cliche underneath uh, the, the visor. The keys are actually in the Jeep. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, if we got to get out of here, Margaret. Yeah, hopefully it still works. <laughs> details, details. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna. Is there? 
is there anything like like a hammer or some kind of thing I could defend myself self with if push really came to shove? Sure. There's stuff that you'd find. Improvised weapon e type of things. There's a shovel. There's a, a rake. There's a... Sure. Why not? Okay. Although um, it doesn't look like she's done any gardening. So... No torches or in pitchforks. Up right. in a cabin, there'd probably be an axe if they're going to cut firewood. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to grab whatever is something because I don't have anything. So... Yeah. Once I see do that. Something. All right, so we'll let, let's do this since we're short on time. Uh, Dr. Carlisle, Dr. Flores, and Dr. Leash, you are on your way to the black table. Uh, Dr. Evans and Dr. Mills, you're in the garage. And as the sun goes down, uh, Dr. Heather and Dr. Margaret, uh, you hear a noise outside uh, that sounds like somebody walking up the road. Mm. And are you in the garage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you look out the window, uh, you see Chuck. Oh, I knew that son of a bitch. <laughs> um. Only, oh, he never came back. He's looking around like he's looking for you guys. Because you guys parked your car at his house. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, no. We got to stick with the plan, Margaret. <laughs> I don't trust him anyway. <laughs> All right. So, um, you see him walking up towards the house. He's walking by the garage in front of you. Do you want to do anything or? You don't have to tell him he'll give us away, baby. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Oh gosh. All right. So he walks past the garage and he walks up the, the stoop and you can see him looking at the, at the mailbox and stuff and looking around at the, the, the gardens that have all gone to weeds and it looks kind of odd and you can see the light upstairs now it's even easier to see it because it's it's lit and you see him walk up onto the front porch and he pushes the button and you can hear him saying something and uh, uh, about the only thing that you get out of it is towards the after a couple of minutes of conversation he says sorry to bother you and uh, he turns around and starts walking back. And he looks kind of perplexed for a moment. And then he starts walking rather briskly back down the hill. And uh, I guess you can't read minds, but you have a funny feeling that maybe he's thinking, well, they must have gone to the, the table. Yep. So he, he leaves. And I think that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> that's a good spot right there. <laughs> well, at least we have someone who might find us. Should things go horribly awry. No. <laughs> Somebody knows you're up there. Right? 
It's better than uh, better than not. All right. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melnichok, and David Gassaway with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd also like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.